All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Little Beach Boys for you on a Thursday afternoon. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, presented as always by PlayAlberta.ca, where you can uh, get in the game and uh, remember, if uh, maybe you just, uh, you know, you like to play a lottery. It's very easy. Of course, a lot of 649, and uh, they have the big uh, Friday Lotto Max uh, tomorrow, 10 mil. Somebody just won it. Somebody just took home on the cool 17 schmil on uh, Tuesday. So check it out. Stay within your limits. Play Alberta.ca. Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Hanley. we got a lot of text flying in. Hey, boys, I have to say I'm loving all of your co-hosts, but TR might be my favorite. The guy's just made for this great storyteller. Very humble. Really funny. Great pickup, Greg's. That one comes in from uh, Simon. Hey, man, you know what? I've gotten to know Terry for the last five years, and uh, we've always wanted to do stuff together. And so it's it's nice that, uh, you know, we can do it. And then, you know what? He's really committed, uh, which is great. He, uh, you know, he's bugging cons in the morning. Who's on with us today? I want to do research on stuff. And so he wants five questions in advance, which is awesome. So he's going to take uh, anything he does very seriously. And uh, obviously, uh, I'm rewatching Shorzy right now. <laughs> Uh, it's funny when you go back and rewatch in the start, you're just like, man, like the show really got it better as it went on. Cause man, the first episode, poof, there's a few characters that I wasn't big, big fan of. And then they, uh, they grew on me uh, as it grew throughout it. Uh, let's get to the spec report now, you know, and specs kind of the same way. You know, like it grows on you after a while. Uh, spec report brought to you by G S construction. They're always looking for good people. And right now they are hiring. So you're looking for a great company to work for. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction from uh, Roger Sportsnet. Mark Spector joins us. Uh, Speck, uh, I see you're down at the uh, cabin right now. Uh, how did the uh, the taking out of the dock go? Was there, was there any casualties? Was there any injuries? 
No, that's a good thing. No injuries. Uh, the window is short at this time of year, man. Like guys get off of work and they come out by the time it's six o'clock and you start, you only get till like 20 after eight, start, it's starting to get dark. So uh, we got everything out. It was cold, but uh, a little hot tub and a little glass of wine and a burger afterwards. I think we're, uh, we were covered pretty well, Jay. We did a pretty good job, I think. Now, you, your, your role in this spec, would you be like the fourth line grinder? Are you in the lake freezing it off? Or are you more of the guy who yeah. gets to, to undo it and maybe be kind of like the soft hands guy in the top six? No, 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 man. I'm in the lake uh, <laughs> taking docks apart, pulling in lifts, uh, the whole thing, pal. I, you know, it's grunt work, but uh, I'm a grunt. Well, that's good. So you know, those those, well. those soft little writer hands, I'm hoping that they didn't, uh, you know, you didn't oh, get yeah. any calluses on them or anything after doing some labor for a day or two. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you always talk about being a farmer, but I'm not sure you've ever really farmed. Have you oh, really farmed? <laughs> uh, so anytime you want to come out to the farm, uh, I would uh, gladly do it. Uh, my, my, trust me, uh, old Pearl Gregor, it's a constant work project. Now she decides we're planting more trees all of a sudden, like, shoot me, shoot me now. And so uh, the only good thing is, though, she did buy a Kubota tractor, a uh, big rototiller last year. So now, so it's it's much easier than it was when I was a kid. I'll tell you that. Even, even 20 years ago when uh, me and my buddies uh jay and clark planted about 400 trees uh for pearl all by hand it's uh and digging it all so it's it is a little bit easier i will say but um you know uh i will say that i think farm work just puts a little hair on your chest just it toughens you up a bit because trust me it's not always glamorous a lot of the stuff you have to do out there not all for sure especially when you get involved with animals if anyone watching on the youtube channel right now could see my stock uh, right behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I got. The <laughs> yeah. golden retriever. Yeah, the golden retriever. Yeah, hanging out on a, uh, <laughs> That's all I got, man. Okay, I'm not raising any cows over here, pal. Uh, no, that's good. Uh, so, Spec, do you have any answers? Ask the golden retriever because, my goodness, speaking of playing like dog, like the Toronto Blue Jays, when they face a good team, like I was blown away by how bad the record is against competitive teams. They got spanked again last night by the uh, the Rangers and they're falling out of this. Now, they're not out of it completely. They win tonight. They'll be half a game back uh, of the Rangers, but my, and they got Guzman going the race. So man, if they can't get a win tonight, I don't know if, when they will, but it, it's really amazing how bad they've struggled against good teams. Well, you know, I kind of go back to the, it's a sports cliche, but it's so, so true. Your best guys got to be your best guys, right? And Alex Benoa was supposed to be their ace this year. Right, he's supposed to be their best pitcher this year, and he has been an absolute disaster. He went down to the minors, he came back, he wasn't any good. They sent him down again, he refused to go, and he's basically quit on the season. So, your number one pitcher quit, right? He's gone. Mm -hmm. So, now we go to the offense, and you go to Vladdy, and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is supposed to be your number one producer, and he has had a brutal season. So there's your two best guys. Bichette's been hurt a bunch when he's played. Not this series, he hasn't been very good. But generally speaking, when he's played, he's been their best hitter. I got no problem with uh, with uh, Bichette's season. But your best pitcher and your best hitter didn't give it to you this year. Guess what happens, man? Right? Your team's not near what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, getting Chapman back uh, is another guy that will probably help them. Uh, for certain, you know, VAR shows come in and really they, you know, it's funny. They traded for him because they want better defense, but uh, you know, his offense just hasn't come close uh, to the guys that they nope. traded away for him. Uh, you know, hasn't matched it at all. So uh, we'll see. Like Chapman, 
Chapman's a hell of a third baseman. Like, yeah. I love watching the guy play ball. Yeah. But his bat's been cold this year. He hasn't hit ball this year. So, again, the guys you you know, you only get so many guys when you build your team that, that you can call producers. There's always going to be a couple guys in your lineup that are there for their glove uh, that really aren't great haters. That's just the way it is. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, there's the guard dog, buddy. There's a guard dog. When those guys don't show – you can't. You don't win. That's all there is to it. And they've just had too many guys they wanted to lean on this year that that aren't given the support that they counted on, and that's why they're where they're at. And, and you know, and it's a really good reminder that you know when, when people talk, ah, the order's fourth line. It might be a concern. Yeah, sure. But here's the difference: you can go out if you're Ken Holland at the trade deadline, and you can for, find one or two guys if you want to fill in your fourth line. It's not going to be that difficult. And ultimately, the orders, the, the reason why I think they're built to be successful is because McDavid and Dreisaitl have shown no reason in eight years why you'd think, oh, geez, these guys are going to have a down season. Now, they might not match their point totals of last year, but if they don't, I don't think it's going to be a massive reduction, right? We, heck, McDavid could be have... Th- 25 fewer points and he'd still be the leading scorer in the league most likely so you know that's the advantage that they have and you know you look at now Nugent Hopkins same thing I don't expect Nugent Hopkins to score 100 points again right his previous career high was 69 but does he become a 75 point player if he's a 75 point player at 5.1 or mil or whatever he's making you're like that's fine right it's as long as they have they don't have any key injuries because I just, their best guys have shown no reason for me to believe that they're going to have any sort of serious slump. Is that naive enough or is that kind of how you see it? Oh, no, no. Listen, at, at this point, McDavid and Drysaddle, certainly as your top two offensive players, they've, they haven't taken a year off in their careers, right? And I don't, I'm with you. Injuries are different. Guys get hurt. That's a whole new ball game. But in terms of being a guy like Vladdy Guerrero that is not hurt and has just lost his swing and is not producing, uh, if it happens to either 29 or 97 this year, it'll be the first time in their career. So certainly no one sees that coming. And, you know, so again, like if we go back to your best players being your best players, the orders kind of have that. The luxury that they have is their best guys are massively consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're surrounded with, let's, you know, the second tier of Kane and Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, maybe Connor Brown. Let's see what happens here. Those guys have been pretty consistent too. save injury. They're doing their job. They're getting there. So now we're nipping, nibbling around the corners. How do the orders win now? We're not ever talking about top six. You know, we're talking about the little things. We're talking about keeping pucks out of your net. Okay, goaltending's not a little thing. That's the one place, right? Are you confident, Jay, that they've got a goalie that can win a Stanley Cup on this team right now? You know what, Spec? I don't know because if you would have asked me at the start of last season, name 30 goalies in the league that you think could win a Stanley Cup, and Aiden Hill wouldn't have been on my list of 30. And I don't think it would have been on anybody's. No offense to Aiden Hill. It just Nobody. wasn't that way, right? Nobody. So that position, man, I, I don't know. Can, could Stuart Skinner get hot for six weeks? Could Jack Campbell get hot enough for six weeks? Yeah, I think they could, yeah. right? They just And so sure. they, they really just need one of those guys to, to, to not, you know, soil the sheets and – and I think the advantage is I don't like Stuart Skinner started 48 games last year. Jack Campbell started 34. Um, if, if there's no injury, I actually think the starts will be closer this year, which will benefit Skinner because then you can ride him longer because the number one thing we've seen outside of Vasilevsky is you don't win with your starting goaltender playing 50, 60 games in the regular season and then playing all in the playoffs, unless you're like a, 
future Hall of Famer like Vasilevsky. So if Stuart Skinner only starts 45 or 43 games this year, I actually think that benefits Edmonton come playoff time. Okay, that's fair. But the thing that I never get, and I didn't get it last year, is you you roughly split the regular season. You you know, close to a split. It's yeah. a 60-40 split in the regular season. It works for your team. You win a bunch of games. Everyone's happy with it. Then the playoffs start, and you play the same guy every single night. Yeah, it's fair. Why would you point. do that? Yeah. Ask Why Boston. do you do that? Yeah, it's a terrible right. idea in Boston, right? Like we just Didn't work in Boston. Didn't work in Edmonton. Yeah, and look at Vegas. Aiden Hill didn't start the playoffs. He came in because Lauren Bersois got injured. So, you know what? Hey, I I said it in the playoffs, and and I said it before the games. I would have started Jack Campbell in game six. And I mean, I won. But, you know, you you could have made the art. Now, they won game four. So I I get why they wouldn't have done it then. But I really thought there was an option because you've got a young goalie. He's now started 11 straight games, the most games he's ever started consecutively in his life. And I do think that mental fatigue. Yeah. Mental fatigue right. more than physical, I think, is the is the bigger oh, challenge in the playoffs for a goalie. For sure, Stu Skinner was running out of steam last year. Everyone likes Stu Skinner as a young goalie. He's he's you know you finally got a young guy in town here who's he's I mean he's an all star rookie goalie last year. He's he, it's all there. Like oh my goodness, we've been waiting a long time for a guy like Stu Skinner. So don't get me wrong when I say that you know last year. I could see from, you know, the the Rogers Place press box is a country mile away from the ice, okay? (laughs) Right? A country mile. You could see plain as day. This guy was was fading and fading and fading. As each game went on, he was starting to lose his edge, probably more mentally than physically, but it was was going. It wasn't going to start going north. The fact that he didn't play game six was, in my opinion, a coaching error. If we could see it, you could see it, I could see it from 100 miles away, Obviously, they chose loyalty over what their eyeballs were showing them because they got to see the same thing. But uh, and this isn't hindsight. The, the Stu Skinner's game was going like this. They kept running them out there, and they ended up with, I believe, an 883 save percentage in the playoffs. You don't win jack with 883. Yeah, and uh, you know, hey, it's a rookie goalie. I expect him to be better. But I think as an organization, you have to make the that tough decision. You're right. If you're 60-40 yeah. all year long, to suddenly go 100% might not be uh, ideal. Speck, uh, enjoy the lake tonight. He enjoy the Jays support, game. Pal. Pardon? Sorry? I said uh, He needed more support. Yes. He needed he needed more support. He needed someone to tell him, "Hey, take a night off, Stu. Come back strong. We're not giving up on you. We're giving you a night off." Yeah. It's totally fair. Speck, we will chat with you tomorrow. Have a good night. All right, Jay. That's uh, Mark Spector in the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, the con man is up next. We're going to go a little deep dive in fantasy uh, for tonight, little uh, game day fantasy, and the upcoming weekend for the uh, NFL. Also, a few uh, NHL questions that we want to get to. Of course, the NHL training camp is a week upon us, and I know some of you are already doing your drafts, so we'll get into that when we return on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and live on OrdersNation.com's YouTube page. Richie Valens for you. Great song. Great song. Gone way too soon, unfortunately. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on Sports 1440. The text line is fired up. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. You can always email us. Gregor, sports1440.ca. Also, or sorry, and Connor Halley at sports, for, just Connor at sports1440.ca. Let's get to our fantasy report brought to you by G, or sorry, Next Gen Transportation, a heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and 
operated, and they are a huge, huge sponsor of numerous youth sports teams. They love giving back to the community. Nextgentransportation.com, as uh, Connor Halley uh, joins us. And uh, cons, it is, uh, when you look at it uh, tonight, there, there are some easy ones. Uh, when it, If you were looking uh, for some guys that you would expect to uh, to have decent nights, um, obviously Goddard's going to be much better than he was uh, in, in game one because it's virtually impossible to be worse when you don't, uh, well, he only had one ball thrown to him, but he didn't even catch any. Um, I, I look at at Addison, and are you expecting a big night from him because Slay is going to be on Jefferson and they have injuries and, and basically are now down to backups in the secondary to cover him? Yeah, James Bradbury out with a concussion. He's going to miss this game tonight, and, and you nailed it there. When Darius Slay is going to be on Justin Jefferson, you know he's going to be blanketing him. I mean, it, it opens it up there for a guy like Jordan Addison, who can really stretch the field. Uh, he had a nice touchdown on the post route in their week one game, uh, only at 46 yards and, and four receptions. But I think that with the game plan being eliminate Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, Jordan Addison is a guy who could potentially step up and benefit uh, not only Bradbury out, but free safety Reed Blankenship out with a rib injury, which is kind of cool because that be- means uh, Sidney Brown, the Canadian safety yes. from Illinois, might get a little more reps. So watch for him out there. I believe he's wearing number 21 for the Philadelphia Eagles. But yeah, Jordan Addison, I think, is a guy who could potentially benefit there. Also, uh, if you look at tight end TJ Hawkinson for the Minnesota Vikings, he had nine targets last week, Mm -hmm. eight receptions, only 35 yards. So yeah, I mean, he wasn't uh, stretching the field by any means, but clearly he and Kirk Cousins have some chemistry going there. So you could also look at TJ Hawkinson for Minnesota tonight. Oh yeah, I think he's going to be a big part of their their offense. And you know, if you're in a PPR league, you're getting eight catches. And even if it's only 35 yards, you're still coming away with 11 and a half (laughs) points, right? So it's a... it's not too terrible. Now, looking ahead to the weekend, um, it was you know one of the most exciting games of the, of the weekend. I thought the Chargers and Miami. Unfortunately for your team, they lose. But now they're hosting uh, the the Chargers. Sorry, they're, you look at this week, and um, you know it's not as tough as an opponent, but it's far from a a weak opponent in Tennessee. Two teams that that want to be better. They're on the road. How concerned are you? About the, the Titans, or do you think this is a good matchup offensively, especially with Eckler being a, a game-time decision? Yeah, I mean, that's the the really the big one there. Austin Eckler, you know, just such a big part of this team's run game, and the offensive line has been so much improved from years past where, you know, you really need to get Austin Eckler going. Joshua Kelly, I think if, if he's out there and you can grab him, he might be a nice little pickup in fantasy football. But the one thing that makes me a little more confident is that the Tennessee Titans don't have Tyree Kill. I mean, he was an absolute nightmare for me last week. He was un. Like they, they couldn't stop him, and it could have been worse because Tua Tagovailoa, uh, you know, the the arm strength was just a little bit too short at times because Tyreek was deep wide open once Jalen Waddle at the same time the Tennessee Titans are such a, a well-coached team Mike Vrabel is going to have them ready it'll be interesting to see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins I think he's still trying to prove that you know he can play he, he was offended by some of the offers he got apparently in the offseason so he's going to try to make some plays we'll see if they go after JC Jackson in a similar fashion that the Miami Dolphins did and then Derrick Henry I mean I think he proved last week that he's back I, I don't know how long he'll last obviously longevity is going to be a question for him uh, just because he's a, a running back with a lot of carries in the past and there's always going to be those questions about injuries but uh, I'm a little bit concerned I I think the Chargers offense you know they've shown that they can make some plays offensive line looks good clearly committed to the run game Uh, but the biggest thing there's no Tyree kill there Greg or that I I don't have nightmares about dealing with him for the rest of the season unless they meet in the playoffs because that guy with what they're scheming up down in Miami having him in motion 
by the time the ball snapped, he's already running about 60-70% of his speed, and then he just turns on the afterburners. That's a nightmare for opposing defenses. Well, 15 targets yeah. in week one for Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's going away. No, so, and I, watch for Jalen Waddle as well. He can stretch the field. When, when you put a little too much uh, coverage or emphasis on Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle can burn you too. Yeah, like I honestly, I, I strongly considered Tyreek Hill at number one pick. <laughs> I mean, it would have paid in, off. We won in a PPR league. Like honestly, like I think if he stays healthy, and I, I know there's some concern about his quarterback, but you know who knows? Uh, you never health is a hard thing, but he, uh, you know, him and Waddle, it's it's a tough matchup as you mentioned. Like how do you how do you slow that guy down? Like. He might be the, he's probably the fastest receiver. And he's really, he's fast, but he's also quick. Right? Cause there is a difference. There's fast guys. And then he's really quick laterally, but then he can blow by you in a straight line. And it's hard at this point not to, to think that, uh, you know, like easy is a must start. But like that guy could be the highest scoring guy every week at his position. Yeah. And I mean, and it wouldn't be a shock. McDaniel's there in Miami. Like he comes off Kyle Shanahan's system, right? Where Shanahan, look at the success he's had without, Big name quarterbacks. You mean Brock Purdy, a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, can run that offense and do it efficiently. It's not where you necessarily have to make amazing throws and stretch the field, but they find creative ways to get the ball into the receiver's hands. Debo Samuel had a lot of success with it a couple of years ago. It's 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 running in motion. It's it's taking advantage of matchups. And yeah, he he's an absolute threat to go deep all the time. It's it's crazy. And he's a good receiver. I mean, he's, we kind of joked at the beginning of his career, like, oh, he's a return man. That's not the case now. He, he's a legit receiver. Now, I know you guys are getting more. Uh, you had it today on the show in, the, in Fantasy Frenzy, uh, talking about the, the NHL. And uh, as you get closer to the season and, you know, for, from the experts and from yourself and you and Brandon, uh, have you guys found, like, is there, because there's lots of different leagues. Like, NF, uh, fantasy football has standard, half PPR, full PPR, and then there's a few other ones. NHL, man, like, it's, a, like, it's wild. In, in the type of rules you can have, the scoring structure, you know, some go as depth and they're thrown in block shots and everything. <laughs> What's the consensus from the guys and people that play it as far as maybe like the most enjoyable rules to have? Well, you know, what we learned today is the, the first thing when you're getting into a hockey pool or fantasy hockey, know the rules, know the scoring system. We got a couple of horror stories where, you know, Ryan Reeves was the most valuable player in the league because he hit and fought. Uh, someone told us a story about how in the league they were in a couple of years ago, a fight was worth more than a hat trick. So, I, I mean, I think that's probably not the popular one that people want to get into. I, I think you want to minimize that and emphasize the skill when you get into your fantasy hockey leagues. And, and that's probably the one that people want to go with. Uh, but it, it seems like it varies. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to cracking into this a little bit more when it comes to hockey. I've, I've had a lot of experience in fantasy football and fantasy hockey is something we've kind of like dabbled with me and the friends. Haven't got too deep into it. But I will say uh, one thing we do want to do on the program, similar to the survivor pool that we created, uh, we're going to do a hockey pool where it, it'll just be, you know, you pick a player from each tier. We'll open it up to everybody, get some prize packages going for that. But uh, that's going to be coming on later here. Uh, but from what from what a lot of our listeners said, uh, anything where you're not emphasizing too many points on fights and hits, maybe a little bit more enjoyable. Well, you know, if you, if you look at hits, right? Like, so think about, from a point perspective, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid had 150 points. Now that was the most, right? Like how many guys even had a hundred points? Yeah. Right? I think it was 10, maybe nine last year, 10 or 11, either one. Uh, you look at hits, there's four guys who had 300 hits, right? Then, but then it drops down, right? There's only nine guys who had 250, 
right? Then you go to 200 hits, there's only 28. So there is still there. And so if now you would obviously not make it one point per hit, I wouldn't think, <laughs> but you, you can, I see why you can introduce that because when you get to later round picks, you're like, man, do I want to buy a pick a guy who's going to score 10 goals? Cause he's a third line guy never gets power play. Like you kind of know what they're going to get. For the most part. Like, yeah, there's the odd guy. So I understand why a league would say, okay, wait a sec. This is a way to make the late round picks a little bit more intriguing if there's some sort of weighted point percentage. for Now, maybe it's a quarter point per hit, right? So then if you're a, you know, but then even then, if you're a 200 point, a 200 hit guy, well, that's 50 points. Yeah. Right. But again, as I said, there's only 50 players who had 175 hits last year in the NHL. And I know that hits can be a little questionable, from place to place, but then you can research and you can look and say, okay, if they play on this team, like the Columbus Blue Jackets, and a lot of guys with hits, now they're a bad team, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have the puck as much. So there's that. And then there are certain buildings that are a little bit looser in in what they determine uh, a hit or not. So I, I think it's good to have it, but you're right. As long as it's not overvalued to the point where, you know, it'd be suddenly saying uh, a kicker in, in uh, fantasy football if he kicks a 40-yarder, he gets 12 points. Well, you'd be like, what? Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I get why. You know, now, and fighting's down, but you can't have a guy who fights 10 times and suddenly that's the same as a guy who scores 50 goals. Well, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's it, though. I mean, I guess it's how in-depth do you want to go with your scoring system. You could probably simplify it right and just go base it off points. Uh, but it it is interesting. Like a guy like Radko Gudis all of a sudden has way more fantasy value because yep. you factor in hits and, you know, potentially block shots, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of cool that you can make it a little bit more in-depth, uh, make people actually have to study that those later rounds instead of just looking at the uh, point column. When we return... His former roommate, teammate of uh, Terry Ryan. He's the head coach of the Spruce Grove Saints as uh, they are looking to defend their title in the North Division. Uh, They open up at home tomorrow and Saturday. Ryan Marsh will join us to wrap up the Thursday edition of the Gregor Show live on Sports 1440. And for those watching on Oilers Nation YouTube. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
5.40 on a Thursday afternoon. Man, loaded show. I love it. So much going on in the sporting world. Uh, games starting all over the place. Of course, the AJHL drops the puck on another season. Tomorrow, the Saints will be raising the banner tomorrow night. And, of course, uh, they're home Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets at Spruce Grove Saints. .ca. And uh, we are joined now by the head coach of the Saints, uh, Ryan Marsh, who also, of course, a uh, former uh, roommate of our uh, Monday and Thursday co-host, uh, Terry Ryan. Marshy, how you doing, Matt? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great, doing great Jason. That uh, that brings a smile to my face hearing that. Oh, well, we had TR on the show, and I'm like, we might have to get you on just to have a story time. Uh, about, he was telling us about his car that he had in Tri-Cities, and the, you know, he painted his number on it. And, oh, man. He, like, you've met a lot of characters in, in your hockey career. It'd be hard to, to meet one as, as, with as much character as TR. Oh, you can say that again. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got quite the, uh, the life that he's lived. Some excellent stories. Um, he actually... Uh, when he was super young, he actually billeted with my, uh, yeah. my parents. That's what he was telling us. Some crazy stuff there. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, really fun to play with, too. He was a great player, and um, he, uh, he certainly kept the room uh, on their toes. Now, tell me the story. Did his father not convince you? Uh, you were going to go play NCAA, and he convinced yeah. you to go play major junior? Yeah, there was a little bit of that there. He, he was... Um, he had come out from from Newfoundland to uh, to coach. Or first of all, it was Terry that was coming out to play, and Terry Senior ended up uh, um, being out there and ended up uh, eventually coaching me as well. So there was some influence there. He wouldn't have been the only one, um, but uh, he definitely had some influence on it, and uh, that's the route that Terry was going. Uh, Terry Junior was going, so um, I ended up uh, making a late decision, which is uh, which is crazy because. I've coached on both sides of that coin as well now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And now, of course, as the head coach of the Saints, you guys are ready to drop the puck on another season tomorrow night. And, and the Saints have been one of the, the class organizations in the AJHL for many years, a highly competitive all the time. Um, you know, everybody's expecting a similar shirt park. I think a lot of people, they were finished third in the North last year. And, they, you know, we could have like that old-fashioned rivalry, the Crusaders and the Saints potentially won two in the North, which would be great for those two franchises. But for you guys specifically, Ryan, of course, your first year now as the head coach in Spurs Grove, kind of tell me about kind of what's been your your plan to make sure that the players get to know to understand you and that there's a comfort level and a respect level between you and your team. Well, first and foremost, it's, uh, it was a great opportunity that came up over the course of the summer, and I'm stepping into a really good situation, like you said, a team that's uh, in a franchise that's been near the top of the league for a number of years. So um, the team was built and uh, – and ready for success, and so I'm, I'm stepping into a, like I said, a good situation. And more for me was just to get to know the the staff and the players, and to build on the, the foundation and the legacy that's already here. Um, you know, I'll put my own little spin on it, and we've talked um, about some of those slight changes, but uh, we're we're really just building on the the structure and the foundation that's that's put in been put in place here. So you always want to put your stamp on things, but it doesn't mean you have to reinvent the wheel by any stretch of the imagination. So how would you feel like for fans of the saints, what, like what can they expect as far as a marsh led team? Well, I'm not sure it's, it's going to be a whole lot different than some of the teams they've seen over the last number of years. It's a team that's 
it's going to be you know hard to play against. We want to play with high tempo, high pace. Um, you know, a strong five-on-five game with uh, excellent special teams, a team that's disciplined but still very competitive. And um, yeah, we're we're just like I said, looking forward to uh, trying to build on. Um, you know the, the the foundation that's that's been in place here for a long time. Uh, it looks like you're going to start this the campaign with, with three rookie blue liners. Uh, one of them, of course, six foot five, two hundred and four pounder uh, uh, Will Brophy, who is uh, you know a pretty big uh, players and import uh, from um, from uh, Massachusetts. T- tell us about uh, you know that and. It, will you have like each rookie in a different pairing? You're gonna have two rookies on a pairing, or is it still kind of a work in progress as far as who plays with who? Yeah, it's currently right now. Um, you know, we've got our veteran guys playing together. Will's playing with Nathan Hawkins, which Hawkins, who is another uh, uh, first year player, uh, tomorrow night. But um, you know, it's early, and you know, we'll. We'll adjust as we go. Um, you know, Will's come to us, like you said, from Eastern U.S. Uh, prep school out there. Um, he's he's a he's a long, lanky uh, right shot defenseman that uh, skates really well uh, for his size. Um, one of the first things that jumped out to me when I first saw him, and um, you know, so we're we were really fortunate to be able to recruit him to get him out west, and um, you know, really excited to. Uh, uh, to get him into his first game in the AJHL tomorrow, we have we have a lot of right shots back there. Which is yeah. to, usually it's the opposite. We have we have one left shot tomorrow night in the lineup, and the rest are all are all right shots. So um, you know, usually it's the other way around. But um, uh, yeah, we're we're excited about our young group and also our veteran guys as well. Now, uh, what about your forward group up front? Obviously, you, you know you have a, a fair amount of returning veterans, but you're always you know you're going to bring in uh, some young players. That, What's your philosophy on that? Like, you know, you don't want to overwhelm young guys, but at the same time, you know, you don't want young guys not playing. So how do you balance that? And, and yeah. what's kind of the conversation uh, with, with you and the GM, uh, Rob Skluke, when it comes to, you know, de- development for your young players? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. Uh, it's, it's finding that balance. I think we're, we've got a lot of depth up front, um, a lot of really good forwards, um, so there's some tough decisions night in and night out on, you know, who's playing with who, but also who's who's playing in the lineup. And um, those are good problems to have as a as a coaching staff. Um, we've got a group of of, of forwards that um, are now stepping into more featured roles, is how I would I would put it. The okay. players that led the team last year um, have moved on, have, have graduated on to to the next level. Um, so our group of forwards are, you know, stepping in a little bit more featured roles, and um, I think they're all super excited. Um, and the goal would be to be to try to play, you know, all four of those lines and and get that role and give everyone some opportunity, um, find ways for them, you know, if they're not on the power play to potentially be uh, to be penalty killers and and just you know establish some roles that way. Um, but the goal is to um, you know to try to get everyone. Um, rolling through our lines and our D partners, and um, a lot of times that's the best way to uh, to develop. Um, you know, but obviously game to game and, and shift to shift, period to period. You know, you're going to have to make some adjustments. But uh, that's certainly uh, the goal uh, with our four group is to, to utilize our depth. Head coach of the Spruce Grove Saints, Ryan Marsh, joins us. Uh, they will uh, raise the banner tomorrow night as uh, being the uh, the North Division champions in the AJHL last season, uh, lost in the AJHL final. 
And, you know, you mentioned some of those players, like, and, and, you know, there's always lots of pressure, but guys welcome. And if you're an offensive player, you kind of know, hey, that's part of my my job and role. Are you a guy, as a coach, Ryan, do you, do you like to stick with duos necessarily rather than trios? I think it's hard for having one line just stick together all the time. Kind of what's your model when it comes to your forward group and, and, and how often you change, even if you have the same 12 forwards, or how often you change in combinations? I think it, it just depends on the group. It could change um, depending on the group that you have. Um, I, I believe in chemistry. I believe there needs to be um, a, a time for that chemistry to to build. And um, whether it's two players on a line or all three, um, you know that that depends on uh, on the group. And you know I want to give them opportunity to. Um, to be together for, um, you know, for a little bit of time here, especially early on to allow that chemistry to grow. Um, but at the same time, during the course of a game, if, if you're not feeling that um, maybe that we're a little bit off, the energy a little bit off and we need to, to make a change, then um, we'll certainly do that. But, um, you know, the goal right now is to, um, uh, to give this group an opportunity to, to grow a little bit and build that chemistry. Um, you know, uh, we brought in some new faces that weren't here last year, um, combining them with some of the guys that were here. So we're excited to see how it all comes together. Um, I think especially early in the year, you need to be patient um, and you need to allow some of that chemistry to, to, to take place. And lastly, uh, the banner raising ceremony, Ryan, um, it's as much of a, you know an honor for the players who were on the team last year and motivation potentially for the coach and the, and the guys who are now joining it. Or, or is there a little bit of pressure to say, man, we got to live up to that? <laughs> I think it's just an exciting evening. Just, you know, the fact that you're able to, you know, to put a, to put a banner up in your, in your rink is always a special time. So we need to embrace that and, and use the positive energy. Um, you know, from that. And we, we talk about, um, you know, playing for the legacy is, is, is something that we talk about a lot. Um, and, and so, you know, what better way to, to go out tomorrow than to, to play for that legacy after that banner goes up. So we're, we're super excited. We're really proud of um, that team last year that had just an excellent season, both during the regular season and a great playoff run. And, uh, you know, we're... Uh, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to play for the legacy tomorrow for sure. Well, uh, it should be rocking, uh, be a packed house tomorrow night. Uh, everybody loves to come back and celebrate when there is a, a really good, successful season. So enjoy that, and best of luck this season. We'll talk to you throughout the year. Sounds great, Jason. Good to see you guys back on the air, and uh, all the best to you. You betcha. That is uh, Ryan Marsh, head coach of the uh, Spruce Grove Saints. He was actually uh, on the ice uh, with some of the captain skates uh, last week, uh, helping to run them a few days because obviously you couldn't have uh, NHL uh, coaches around. So he was there. Obviously, uh, you're allowed your goalie coach. Dustin Schwartz is on the ice. And uh, they also had uh, Dave Pelche was was allowed out there. But uh, none of the... the you know, Woodcroft, Gullitson, Manson, none of those guys are allowed out. So, uh, you know, they want some coaches to organize some things. And uh, Ryan Marsh was out there. For a bit, of course, formerly with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. We are close to wrapping up a, a busy, busy Thursday. Man, uh, Con Man and Brad are doing a great job with uh, with guests. If you missed any of our uh, guests on the uh, on the show today, 
Uh, you can always get the uh, the podcast anywhere you download your podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple, they're all there. Of course, so you can go to uh, sports1440.ca. You can see it there. Uh, individual interviews, if you just want a certain interview, go to uh, jasongregor.com, and we have them there. Uh, Pete Bursich, former uh, Vikings coach and player, uh, was setting up the uh, Thursday nighter. We had uh, uh, Robin Brownlee, uh, Tony Marinero talking uh, Montreal Canadiens, uh, Speck, of course, uh, Ryan Marsh. We also had uh, Livingston in the uh, racing report. And uh, Kerry Ryan for two hours. He had some beauty stories. You definitely don't want to miss that in hours three, I guess, uh, the second and third hours of the show today from three until five. Uh, tomorrow... Brett, the Hitman Heart, will be amongst uh, many of our guests on a positive Friday edition. Uh, very much uh, looking forward to that. It should be uh, it should be fantastic. It's exciting. Uh, enjoy Thursday night. Go see the brand man, the Duke, as Carius calls him. Uh, he is live at uh, Manning Canadian Brewhouse. That has been the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Saying good night from the E Well Studio. E W E L dot C. Hey, have yourselves a great night. Enjoy the football. Let's see if the Jays can get a win, for goodness sakes. Go Goddard. Get some catches, Goddard. I need I need a bounce back after a tough first week. Uh, here is the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Ewell. From LED lighting audits and retrofits to design-built distribution systems, Ewell services can give the edge you need to impress your clients. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.